Following a sudden accident, Melissa at a very young age was left with a caring responsibility which soon grew, leaving her to look after not one, but four family members. I was helping to sort of cook, um, cook dinners every night, clean the house. At that time, sort of, my other family member was one of my mum's main carers, but then he had to go in and so I became a young carer for both of them. Then that sort of escalated to picking up medications and going to doctor's appointments and sort of, and the hospital and making sure that sort of things were running smoothly and making sure nothing was forgotten about. Sometimes you sort of say, oh, other kids are doing these things and I wasn't ever able to do that or I really just didn't have that chance. Kids got bullied for being a young carer and still do it because it, it's, different. Kids don't like other things, people being different. Melissa overcame bullying, coped with challenges of mental health and became a champion for young carers nationwide. Today we hear her story and find out about the stresses young carers all over the country face, the decisions they make about education and how college and university dreams can become a reality. From the useful media company with funding from the Audio Content Fund, this is Are You Aware We Care? Episode 3. We start by finding out about the care responsibilities Melissa was presented with when she was just 10 years old. An accident meant her mum became very unwell and things for Melissa and her sister soon changed. She had a, a slip disc, sort of woke up one day and couldn't move um, out of bed, was in a lot of pain. Um, nothing had preceded it, so she went to the hospital and they sort of said a disc had slipped out of her back. So she was in a lot of pain for a long time, was sort of not able to move that much. Um, hence sort of the cooking and the cleaning and luckily like my stepdad was there to um, sort of help out and things um, but then she wasn't able to work and things like that so it, it got yeah it got tough um, we had to go look after our money and things like that um, so yeah quite suddenly and then that caused her to sort of struggle with her mental health and things like depression became like sort of a thing that we needed to look out for and things like that um, so emotional support was quite necessary and it sort of things sort of spiraled um yeah from there and then my stepdad ended up having having to have open heart surgery so that became like an extra thing on top of that um so it sort of spiraled and then my dad as well like I became a carer for basically four family members in the space of about five years so things sort of spiraled, spiraled on top of each other because my dad had a head injury and had sort of no short-term memory. So we had to then um, help him with his shopping and making sure he was living okay and he was sort of in an assisted facility for quite a while. Um, so things spiraled until my, my GCSEs, but by then it was normal. It was sort of, okay, yeah, I was helping out my dad one day and then helping out my stepdad another day. And then my nan, who was blind, help her with her shopping and with her posts and things like that. So, yeah. So, suddenly I was doing nothing at sort of 10 and then by 15 I was helping with four different people. Over the space of just five years, at a time when Melissa should have been concentrating on school, growing up with friends and getting up to the usual things that teenagers do, the care responsibilities increased. Like all young carers, Melissa has an incredible ability to cope, but beneath the smile and perceived strength, how does she really feel? It made me feel I was quite upset seeing sort of how upset she would become and how she didn't want to sort of leave the house or get out of bed some days. And you, you never want to see someone in that position because you you care about them, you want to see them happy. But sometimes, some days, 
they just can't be. And so you have to accept that and try and maybe hope the next day is better. Um, it's up, it is upsetting at the time. And even now, sort of, if there's a bad mental health day, which there has been in the last year or so, I'm miles away. I can't help her. I can't go and see her and give her a hug. Not the way I could when I was younger. I just have to be there to talk and try and sort of be the rational side of things. Um, it's never nice seeing someone in that position. It sort of made me feel like I couldn't, if I was feeling low, I couldn't be low because I was looking after someone else. Like I didn't have that right at the time because there was so much else that needed to be done. Identifying a young carer and identifying them early is extremely important. The Care Act, which was introduced in 2014, now states that young carers are entitled to assessments and support where they need it. These assessments can begin with social services, but more often than not. The process starts in schools, where young carers often feel they get the most support. From the Children's Society, here's Helen Ledbetter. School um, is the place that young carers say that they um, get get the most support from really um, in terms of respite or getting out of home it's been difficult for many young carers this last 18 months as you can imagine with schools closed because actually that can be the place um, where they're able to kind of feel themselves or enjoy their childhood but it's also the place that they find that they can struggle the most um, the research says that young carers can miss up to 48 days a year of school because of their caring responsibilities, which is a huge amount of, of days really missed. Um, or they can be late um, or they can be, um, you know, tired and not concentrating or worried about the person who's at home. Um, and so can really struggle uh, to with their education, but have many kind of skills which should be accredited, but often aren't noticed, or um, they may not achieve their potential within their within their exams because they've uh, missed so many days. Um, you know, they could also, if they're worried about someone, you know, they their behaviours, um, they could they can be quiet, or they can also be disruptive um but ultimately um i think school again can be asking the right question about who are which of our pupils are young carers and how many um are young carers and i think it's those kind of days missed is kind of a real um point that can be kind of noted as to, to identify and ask the question why are they missing so many days thanks to her school at the age of just 13 melissa discovered that the things that she was doing at home which she thought was totally normal made her a young carer the pastoral leader invited like my mum and my sister and me in for a chat sort of sat us down and was like have you ever heard of young carers and we were all like no what does that mean and um she sort of explained what it was and that my sister had been identified through sort of some counselling she was doing and then um, that she wanted to refer us to the local project and sort of what and told us about what the school could do to help and if we thought we needed support and things like that so yeah I think I was about 13 but I've been doing it since I was about 10 so it took a few years to um, sort of get noticed we'd talk about cooking or cleaning at home um, I would sort of help my sister with her homework, pick her up from school, um, and that there was sort of extra things that I was doing. Maybe I was like late with homework sometimes myself. Um, but I think yeah, it was mostly through my um, sister's counselling, and she sort of mentioned things that she was we were both doing at home, 
And then they talked to the school about it and sort of said, hey, these guys are young carers. They might need a bit of extra help. Sometimes the changes in behaviour which might show changes at home are subtle. Although many schools are very good at identifying shifts in home mechanics, everyone can help by looking out for some markers as highlighted by Melissa. Try and look out for someone who's potentially um, either like stopped, come, like not coming in on time to school, not giving homework in all time. Um, sometimes you can see if someone looks a bit stressed out, maybe just ask them if everything's okay. Um like sudden, I would say like sudden changes and things are quite can can be put down to being a young care if something's happened. Like my mum's accident was quite sudden, so things changed overnight. But also, um, just look for someone that may be a bit quieter or trying to focus a bit more or looking tired. Like there's lots of little things I guess that you can look out for. There's no recipe to being like this plus this plus this equals young carer because everyone's situation is different. But I think if you ask and keep an eye out for sort of subtle changes, maybe someone mentioning that their mum's been a bit ill, or like their brother or sister is in hospital and things like that, that things can then add up and sort of think, okay, does this person need to be sort of asked and assessed whether to see if they are a young carer? The Children's Society and the Carers Trust deliver a national young carers in school programme, which provides essential training about how to recognise and support young carers. Helen Ledbetter explains more. We're engaged with nearly 700 schools across England um, who have been working towards a kind of a young carers award, as we call it, but it, um, you know, it gives the schools kind of tools and resources to be able to identify young carers um, and think about which of their pupils are young carers and there's some great work going on out there. Um, but there's, you know, challenges for young carers in school, such as when they leave primary school and transition to secondary school, if they've g- gained um, support, for example, in their primary school, that information may not travel or be transferred to their secondary school. So then they kind of, um, we call it fall through the gap, but they become unidentified again, if you like. So that's also a cycle that some young carers tell us is, is that being identified as a young carer isn't always um, permanent because you can become unidentified again if you change schools, if you move house or move area or something like that. People don't know again that you're a young carer. School is often the only escape young carers have from their adult responsibility. We wanted to find out firsthand how the coronavirus pandemic and the closure of schools across the country impacted young carers and their well-being. When you went to school, it was school, school. You had your lessons, you had a routine, you knew where you had to be from sort of half eight till three o'clock. Um, so it was that, and I, you were able to see your friends in classes and break times and things like that because you had to go every day, whereas you don't have to go and meet up with them after school or on weekends and things like that. So it's definitely a time to socialise. And yeah, it was a time to get away from sort of my caring role because you're not at home so you don't have to worry about our pills being taken on time or like you would still worry but it also for those few hours it wasn't your responsibility to make sure they were being done you sort of had to hope that whoever was home or that the person you're caring for would do it themselves so yeah definitely a bit of an escape and not being able to have that I think I would have struggled a bit more as well a lot of young carers are identified through schools and well they've been closed sort of a lot of the past year or so even working, even school, like um, learning from home and stuff, it's not the same as being able to be in school because people can fit things down to 
oh, sort of parents working full time at home, or they don't think that maybe oh, this young person's responsibilities have become more because they're at home more. And if I was at home more during the pandemic as a young person in school, like I wouldn't have been able to shut off that caring role for those hours in school because I would have been home. So the roles probably increased and with projects and things not being able to meet up or be open and project workers maybe not having that ability to communicate with young people as much um that the roles have probably increased and the support has decreased just because of the nature of what's happened with the virus over the last year and so year or so um so yeah I think it definitely young carers have probably been pushed to the back bench a bit whereas people look after sort of try to think about the NHS and trying to sort of stay in their own bubbles and things like that but for young young carer often they need outside support and outside support has not been allowed to come into the house because of everything that's going on because of safety or they might have had to isolate because their parent could get seriously ill with um the virus so it it's definitely has been like a I guess a balancing act for young carers as well because they don't know what's coming they don't know whether they have to isolate or if they're entitled to extra help or if their support worker can even just give them a phone call because everything's all sort of going on at once the schools we've worked with uh, through our schools award um have noticed kind of increase in well-being of young carers that they have in their schools who are their pupils and increased kind of attendance at school and also their attainment within the kind of education and that kind of academic side of school but also their enjoyment of school and their well-being and those kind of extracurricular activities um, has has increased as well which is um, incredibly I think there's something not to be lost especially now um, for young carers over the last 18 months because of covid and lockdown and, and caring in isolation we've seen the mental health of young carers really kind of uh, spike if you like and negative Im- further negative impacts upon their mental health and well-being and many um, still haven't returned to school because they continue to shield with their families and i think it's important when we're thinking about that kind of reintegration of young people back into school and I know there's lots of conversations around extra summer schools and extra tuition and things like that but I also think it's incredibly important that these young people are able to socialise and have a bit of fun and um, kind of regain uh, their kind of mental health because without that they're not going to be able to concentrate on school they're not going to achieve their schoolwork if their mental health is so is so declined so we need to really have a bit of a focus around that as well I think it's been a, an incredibly challenging year for young carers um, we've seen their vulnerabilities increase we've seen the numbers of young carers increase uh, because of the pandemic and we've seen um, impacts upon their mental health uh, really increase as well where they've been caring in isolation um, but there's limited um, finance and resource for young carers support services uh, for young carers um, in general and um, so it's challenging um, it's challenging times to be providing support for young carers and there needs to be a fo- there needs to be a focus on it um, I think we I think our government departments need to be kind of remembering that young carers are there and thinking about how that resource can be provided um, for them and we need to continue to be um, 
pushing on that door really to make sure that young carers um, that we haven't kind of solved it as yet um, the duties are there 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 are rights for young carers but they need to be embedded um, if they're going to work if there's any kind of um, if, if there's any point to them being there and so I think there's some work to be done in ensuring that uh, the rights of young carers are upheld and it's not dependent on kind of local area or it, it needs to be across the board in every area. We asked Melissa whether she felt a sense of relief when she was finally identified as having a care responsibility at home. At that, that age, you're, like if you're a carer, a young carer, your mind is always sort of somewhere else. Okay, so yeah, you've got this maths thing you're meant to be doing, but also like my mum went through a few operations and things at whilst I was in school so I was sort of thinking oh is she okay at the hospital or okay at home like is she being able to get out of bed all today and so you're like your mind's always somewhere else it's always sort of going half of it's on school and half of it's on like this is what's coming next in my day and always planning ahead and planning things um and just trying to make sense of like the whole situation and getting through the day I remember there being some sort of like relief being like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. Like the, like we were introduced um, to a group in school of young carers we would meet regularly. So I sort of knew I wasn't the only one. And there was this whole project in Southampton where we could go and meet like other kids like us. And in fact, one of my best friends was a young carer. So I sort of knew he had out his nan sometimes, but that was about it. There was never no, there was never like a real label there until sort of I said, oh, this thing i I've been sort of told I'm a young carer and he was like oh like, but that's what I am and we realized we'll both be going to the same project and things like that in the same group so that made us a lot closer so it was this whole like okay no I'm not alone there's this whole thing that's happening around me and that if I do need help I know exactly where I can go um like my teacher had an open door policy so if I, kn- I knew if I was struggling and things were expected to get harder over the next few months and things that um yeah, that I, I had somewhere to go and that I wouldn't just have to sort of bottle it up and try and deal with it by myself. It, it felt like sort of there was a weight off my shoulders that someone else could identify with what I'd been going through, that someone else could sort of think, oh, I know how she's feeling because I've been there before. Or like they knew what was going on so they could know what to like I had aspirations of going to university and college and things like that. So there was already steps being put in place to make sure that I could follow those dreams and still do those things even with my caring role. Helen, who is the lead for young carers at the Children's Society, tells us that there are some often unseen positives to the caring roles some young people face. Young carers often tell us about the positive aspects of their caring role and we shouldn't lose sight of that around close family relationships perhaps or feeling very skilled, being incredible multitaskers and we should um, find a way to recognise um, those skills, those many skills um, that, you know, that young carers have and, and bring. I was helping to sort of cook, um, cook dinners every night, clean the house, my other family member was one of my mum's main carers, but then he had to go in. And so I became a young carer for both of them. So then that sort of escalated to picking up medications and going to doctor's appointments and sort of, and the hospital and making sure that sort of things were running smoothly and making sure nothing was forgotten about. And then just sort of emotional support as well, particularly for sort of um, my mum, like the main person I was caring for, because when things got rough, she was sort of shut down. So then I would have to sort of make sure that things were still going there was still food on the table and things like that 
at the time it felt normal because that's what I was used to it was, it was you just got on with it because it was what was needed but looking back on it like I remember like the pressure of being like everything has to be done on time I've also got to go to college and I've got to do my GCSEs and everything was sort of happening at once so I remember being stressed out and not being able to go and see my friends all the time or like go to the cinema and birthday parties and things like that so it yeah it had a certain amount of like intensity but it's something that I've noticed noticed back on reflection not at the time because you just get on with things you don't realize at the time that oh actually there's a hell of a lot going on it was sort of like an open secret like it wasn't openly discussed every day but if there was some sort of obvious sign of struggle then I knew what to do and my teacher sort of knew where to go. What we need to do is to reduce those kind of negative impacts. We also know that young carers can really struggle with their mental health and well, their own well-being, their own physical health and well-being, um, and that it can really kind of impact upon educational um, attendance and, and achievement. So that's where the elements where we need to reduce the impact. It's not around saying we mustn't have young carers but actually what we do need to do and do have a duty to do is to uh, reduce and prevent those kind of negative impacts upon well-being um, on children. If you want the best advice as someone who's been there someone who knows here's Melissa's. For someone who thinks they might be a young carer or something like that don't give up like believe in like yourself because and put yourself first for once. I know a lot of young carers don't put themselves first. They put the person who they're caring for first. And like they deserve to be thought of and spoken about and looked after themselves, not just caring about other people. Follow, yeah, like follow your dreams, basically. It's very cliche, but it's true because a lot of people don't put themselves first. Research and speak to other young carers. There's a big community on sort of Twitter and things like that who'd be happy to answer any questions just have fun like have fun when you have those moments it might be sort of 10 minutes where you're just laughing without your best friend but like relish in that because life it can be tough and there's no two ways about it but like you look back on those moments and you just think okay you know that like that was worth it I got through that in the end and was able to laugh for those 10 minutes or whatever I try not to regret anything because I think you can be stuck in sort of that spiral of oh I shouldn't have done this and this shouldn't have happened but in reality, it did happen. And I wouldn't have made half the friends that I have today or been in the career I have today without the circumstances that led up to that. And one of those circumstances was me being a young carer. Like that shaped quite a lot of who I am. So without that, who knows where I could be now. When most young people were looking at further education, college and university, the only consideration is where the best parties might be. For Melissa, the responsibilities she was unable to let go of at home played a big part in her future decision making. Whenever I was looking at sort of college or university particularly, I wanted somewhere that was far enough that I could get away from where I lived. Um, but then close enough that if something happened, I could be home within sort of two hours maximum. So like geographically, that was very important to me. And also somewhere that... Um, I could speak to my lecturers and that they would understand that maybe sometimes I couldn't come into lectures because I had to go home or so I spoke about all of that with lecturers and with the university beforehand before I actually went it was making sure that things were running smoothly but also that I couldn't I didn't have to completely give up my dreams I luckily found a university that was sort of an hour and a half away 
so I could then go and my lecturers were really good at letting me go home if I needed to and there was a um, young carers group within the university so I wasn't completely cut off with no support once I moved out of the area and out of the sort of the project way. At 16 years old, Melissa became a champion for young carers and helped change legislation. This journey began at the Young Carers Festival. Going to the Young Carers Festival for the first time and seeing like 1,500 other young people who did the same sort of things I did and realising, okay, they literally come from like all across the country and then watch them all be kids. And like I remember the first time I went, it was like the opening ceremony and there were things like boomwhackers and there was dances and it was just so much fun. And thinking, oh, okay, no, this is great. Like, I can't believe this is actually happening that I'm here. Because I'd never experienced anything like that before. Never saw, like, other people, other people like me who had been through what I'd been through and then just still having fun. That everyone cares about the same thing and that's making sure that these kids are having fun over the weekend and that their voice is being heard and just sort of laughing the whole time and seeing literally like yeah 1500 2000 other young people who are also young carers so you can talk about it but you don't have to talk about it because it's this unspoken thing of being like we're all in the same boat we're all going through it we're just going to have fun this weekend I've met some of my best friends through the festival and through young carers and it's just they're lifelong just because you know that they may live the other side of the country but you'll see each other every year or you'll stay in touch through sort of social media and things like that. Like they know, they understand what you're going through and perhaps the way that friends from school or outside of young carers group don't quite understand. It's just that whole understanding, the whole idea that you don't need to speak about everything that's happened. That You always know that you can talk to them about anything because they just get it and like they stick with you forever. Here at the Young Carers Festival, we don't need to hide or pretend. We don't have to explain what we do. We can be our age for three short days. Here, we are not judged. Here, we are all the same. This weekend, we can be free. We're strong because we stand together. Whatever the future holds, wherever our lives will lead us next, we are proud to be young carers. I won't let them break me down to dust. I know that there's a place for us. For we are the no one ever made a difference by being like everyone else. It's emotional or roller coaster sometimes, but it's a good thing because you you feel like you're helping someone that loves you and you love them. I am brave, I am bruised, I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. Is that of making others happy? Then you get bullied for being different. Hardly anyone knows that I'm a young carer. I don't tell them. It's difficult at times, but it's quite fun. Just sort of being able to help out my parents and play with my siblings more and learn to understand them. It just feels normal to me because I've done it pretty much all my life. I find it's not the case that young carers don't want to do homework. It's just finding the time to do so. It's, it's normal. I'm used to it. Four years now, so it just feels normal now. Well, it just makes me feel like a normal kid. If I don't see things improving, then I will move forward to legislation. On it. it can be stressful at times, but then like coming to a festival like this, you know that there's like other people that you can talk to and that. Thank you for making it an amazing time, I guess. Um, it's been really fun. I'm definitely coming back next year.
When I first moved to my secondary school, I made friends with this person and he kept it quiet that he was a young carer and now we're best of mates. It feels like I'm not alone in the world. When the sharpest words want to cut me down I'm going to send a blood, going to drown a mouth This is brave, this is bruised, this is who I'm meant to be This is me you don't need everyone to love you, just a few good people. I used to feel alone, like no one knew what I was going through. Then I came here and I found people just like me. A thousand other young carers who share a million dreams of the world we're going to make. like this to last forever next week we hear from the two people who started the dream peter cooper and jenny frank if you would like to know more about young carers visit youngcarer.com